And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Good afternoon, and thank you once again, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial, uh, for your entertainment and amusement today. Welcome aboard another hour of indie music, talk with the artists who make it, and a reminder, this show is 100% certified coronavirus-free. Here's a group who call themselves the Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever with Cars in Space.
there you have cars in space. They call themselves Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever, also known sometimes as Rolling Blackouts CF. They shorten their name just a little bit there. They're an Australian indie rock band formed in Melbourne in 2013 by three singer-guitarists, Frank Keeney, Tom Russell, and Joe White. Remember those names. Their debut EP, Talk Tight, was released in... Uh, it was released in uh, what, 2015. I don't know that uh, 2016. Thank you very much. There, okay. I don't know where that went, but uh, their uh, their second album. It was their first album, of course, followed by their second EP, The French Press, in 2017. And they performed at the Saint Jerome's Laneway Festival in January of 2018, and their debut full-length album, Hope Downs, was released in June of 2018. This is a brand new release by the lads from Australia who call themselves Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fear. What you think, John Bon Jovi? Oh, I like the song. Uh, a couple of things that it reminded me of. Um, the, the vocals, not necessarily the music, but the vocals and the harmonies actually reminded me of some of the early things that the monkeys did back in the mid-60s. Uh, and, of course, being a kid back then and watching the monkeys on TV, I, I liked them a lot. And so that was one of the first things that I thought of. And then the, uh, the second thing, yeah, the second thing was just the title itself, uh, Cars in Space, just kind of made me flash on the, uh, the, the TV program, uh, The Muppets, back in the 80s, and they did an episode called Pigs in Space. <laughs> yes, yes. Which was absolutely uh, just, I you know, hilarious. That. And, of course, back then we all, you know, made sure that we were, you know, mentally enhanced, and then we watched The Muppets and just fell on the floor laughing with tears rolling down our cheeks and really not being able to remember <laughs> why, you know, five minutes later. <laughs> uh, it's funny, too, because their reviews have really been mixed. I mean, they've been anywhere from so-so eh, to fairly good, but they've been category. You know how we have to categorize everybody. we got to well, put them in course. a pigeonhole, which, you know, even if they're not pigeons, we have to put them in a pigeonhole. But they have been categorized as pop. They've been categorized as pop rock. They've been categorized as punk. They've been categorized as indie. And even one place called them alternative. I'm not sure alternative I, I don't, to what. I don't buy but, that. Uh, I, you know, I, I can go with the pop category or even the pop rock category because I could see a CHR station or maybe a Top 40 station playing their music. But uh, I don't know, indie or alternative? No. I, I, I mean, I know they're an indie band, but the sound that they have is very commercial and... Uh, which yeah, is probably one of the reasons, you know, having, you know, come up in the background of radio that we did, uh, you know, we recognize music that will commercially fit onto uh, a top 40 or even a CHR station. I can't see it being played on an AOR station. I can't see it being played on uh, even some kind of, a, you know, alternate music type station. No, or hard rock. Yeah, which yeah, no, no, I wouldn't play it on a hard rock For some reason, it's called classic rock, but yeah, uh, yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't qualify. If, if well, I were the, the GM, I'd ask my PD them. what he was doing, why he was playing that, if it was an AOR or, you know, album-oriented rock station. Yeah, and could I have some? And could I have some, you know? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, but exactly. one of the reviews, one of the favorable reviews of their EP was by uh, Stuart Berman, who's a uh, writer for Pitchfork Media. He gave it an 8 out of 10 uh 
uh, writing that uh, the, the French press shines just as bright as their last EP, and uh, whatever that meant. But they also got a mixed review from uh, Landon McDonald of Pop Matters, who said that uh, he gave them a 5 out of 10 writing that ultimately the record is for indie rock fans alone and can't stretch past the borders of that genre. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the song. I, I, I do. I like it a lot. I do, too. And I agree uh, with you. It's pop rock. Yeah, it's pop, yeah. pop rock. You know, uh, it's uh, it's a good sound. It does have commercial hook to it. And uh, bottom line, yeah, I'd like it. And uh, yeah, I'd give it an eight out of ten because it's got a good beat and I could dance to it if I could dance. Which you can't. Of course not. No, no nor can I. <laughs> no, seriously, though. No. I do like the song, and uh, I don't know if you, our audience out there, like it. And we get enough, uh, we get enough comments on it. Maybe we'll try and get Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever on the show. Oh, I'd we'll love to, to get them on sure the show. I'd like shortcuts. to know what they were thinking about when they wrote the song because it's a good song. It, it, it's, it's an, it's narrow cast, but it's a good song. It really is. Yeah, and I'd like to know what they were thinking of when they came up with their names. I mean, you'd think they were in California or something, but uh, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. I don't know, but I'd like their sound. I would like to get them on the show. And if you out there in listener land would like to have them on here and uh, hear what they have to offer, drop me a line at david at thedavidbowers.com. And uh, we get enough people who like them. Maybe we'll be able to get them here on the show. Moving right along, John Bon Jovial. How are things in John Bon Jovial land today? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, the winter has finally reared its pleasant head here in uh, southwest Florida. (laughs) Uh, We went to uh, a spring training game yesterday. Of course, this uh, show is always recorded the Monday before it airs. And yesterday being Sunday, we went up to Fort Myers to see the Boston Red Sox take on the Atlanta Braves. And I'm pleased to report that Boston won. (laughs) But it was just, uh, weather-wise, it was just an absolutely magnificent day. The humidity was low, gentle breeze, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, temperature was in the, uh, the the low 70s, 72, 73. It was an absolutely perfect day for baseball. And uh, n- never mind the fact that, you know, of course, I'm from Boston, and I'm a die-and-go-to-hell Red Sox fan. But... Uh, yeah, it was just a great day. It really was. So things are finally, you know, well, I shouldn't say finally. We've actually had a fairly decent winter, probably the best one in about 10 years here. How about uh, what's going on in the Valley of the Sun? Well, we've had, a, uh, we've had a run of absolutely gorgeous weather. As you know, this is the most beautiful time of the year here. Uh, last day or two, it's cooled down some and uh, probably will remain so for another day or so, and then we'll be back up uh, back up in the 70s to maybe the low 80s. We, I, I don't think we've hit 80 yet, but we've been close. We hit 79, I think, the day before yesterday or something. But, uh, yeah, weather-wise, it's really been pretty beautiful here, really nice. And I see we have our guest, uh, first guest, uh, standing by, waiting to come on. So let me announce that uh, our first the David Bowers Awards of the week will go to a salute to our London buddy, Planet Zakatica founder and radio jock Johnny Summers for his new endeavor, an offshoot of Planet Zakatica called Blag TV. Blag TV is primarily music oriented. It's a project that focuses on videos 
and music videos as well as others. As Johnny puts it, Blag is all about the filming we love to do. Our topics can cover a wide range of subjects with that new media twist. And they focus on the listeners, everyone. They have requests. They want you to write and tell them what you want to see on Blag TV. And I can promise you that if it can be twisted, Johnny will twist it. Check him out. Yes, he will. Blagtv.co.uk. Let me give that to you again. Blagtv.co.uk. We salute you. Johnny Summers of Planet Zyconica. Today we've got a lot more good music and a couple of great guests to talk to. So let's get right at it and roll the sound of our first guest, Sabrina Fallon. Sitting on this floor tonight Above the broken boulevard Teardrops falling Midnight calling Holding tight to this guitar Can't stop thinking about all the things you did to me Trying to find a melody that doesn't sound like misery Sound of our next guest, Sabrina Fatla. Sabrina, come on in here and say hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, you can say hi. That's cool too. Hi. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Glad to hi. have you here with us today. And thank you for, uh, thank you for dropping by. We wanna we wanna get to know you. So if you would please tell us 
a little bit about yeah. Sabrina Fala, where you came from, uh, how you got to where you are today. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, so I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I'm a solo rock artist. Um, I got into rock by hearing American Idiot album by Green Day. That mm -hmm. led me into wanting to do the rock genre. But before that, I was singing other styles of music until I heard that record that got me more into that field. Um, I, play, I played the piano when I was 10 years old, and then around 15, 16, I grabbed the guitar, and I stayed with that because it was easier to carry around. <laughs> yes, and I love, and, <laughs> yeah, and then I love uh, performing, and sometimes it's hard to get me off the stage. So, <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the sign of a true performer. Yes, that you want you want an artist that uh, you know can stand up there, take it, and come back for more, and uh, the audience can yeah. feel that too. You've been doing this for some time now, and uh, well, as you said, you were originally influenced by Green Day. It's interesting how oft times an artist will, you know, we we all, most of us anyway, grow up liking some kind of music and getting into it sometime in the in, a, in our formulative years. But oftentimes an artist will just be hit by that one artist they hear right. that turns them on and the, it, the light just comes on. He's like, bingo, that's what I want to do. And I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that uh, that was uh, what happened to you with the Green Day. Have you ever got to meet them? Um, well, I've seen them twice and uh, I was and I and I stand for hours to get into the front of the gate because I'm short. <laughs> so, oh, but I got. Uh, but I met I met the bassist. Oh, great! And That's all great. I told him was, but this is the funny part. All I told him was, "Can you tell Billy that I love him?" <laughs> <laughs> and this is me, very young, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm meeting the bassist, and all I want is for him to tell the, the lead singer that I love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll definitely have a story to tell them the next time you meet them, and uh, hopefully you get to go to a, uh, you know, you get backstage, you go to a meet and greet, or get to meet them on yeah, some terms somewhere along that. the line. John Bon yeah. Jovi, would you like to jump into the conversation here? Well, yeah, and, and Sabrina, hopefully maybe someday well, do. You, you'll open for them. Wouldn't that be cool on a tour? Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that, that's a dream. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, oh, you dreams. You know I, I've got to tell you, I am, uh, I am ignorant of your music in that uh, the way this show works is that uh, David never plays any of the music for me ahead of time. So the first time I hear an artist's song is when we're right. on the air and doing the show. So right. I am listening right. to your, and, and not really, you know, uh, knowing that much about you, Sabrina, I'm listening to your song that we just played hurt. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. how nice is it that somebody is bringing back an urban folk sound with a, an emotional story to tell. And which I think is so sadly yeah. lacking in a lot of music today. And I got to tell you, I, I, uh, having never heard this song before, that was my impression of it. And then secondly, just Im impressed mm -hmm. at just how sweet your voice is on it. So uh, uh -huh. hats off. You did. You really did a That's nice a job different. on that. 
that that's a different side of me. That that's when I'm not singing harsh and rasping. That's my softer side. I wanted to show a softer side with that song because all my other songs are fast and gritty and harsh. This one, they they hear the other side of me. Well, it's a good the side. Gonna, side yeah, it's a good side, side to show. It really is. I mean, because it kind of reminds me a lot of. Uh, you know, when I was a kid uh, growing up in the early 60s and listening to uh, to Dylan and Joni Mitchell, uh, Pete Seeger mm-hmm. and, right, and right. Tom Rush and, uh, of course, um, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Merrily Rush? Just Angels in the Morning? Yeah, Merrily, Angel in yeah, the Morning. Yeah, yeah. Merrily Rush and, and just uh, so many talented folk musicians. And so this is the first song of yours that I've ever heard. And I was like, wow, this is refreshing. So, well done, my dear. Well done, indeed. Thank you. And we're going to play the next track we play by her. Uh, has a little bit more edge to it than this one, but I was really struck, yeah. John Bon Jovial. I like the term you came up with, urban folk song. I, I think that's a an excellently descriptive uh, call. I yeah, mean, we, that, like we were talking earlier, we we have to we have to categorize everything. And if you're going to categorize that song, I think that would be an excellent way of categorizing it. An urban folk song. I like it. Indeed. And I like your music. I like your sound, Sabrina. You do a lot of, uh, you do a lot of uh, personal appearances up there in Canada, correct? Yeah. What have you got on tap for this year? You mean like for shows? Yes. Uh, are you doing some traveling? Oh. Um. I, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm still booking for festivals, and I haven't gotten any, any official response for the festivals yet. But, yeah, I, I hope to travel, definitely. Awesome, awesome. Uh, wh- where do you get your inspiration for your music? This is a, a question John often asks, and I'll, uh, I'll steal this because he went off in a different direction. Uh, where do you get your, your, uh, your inspiration from? What is your muse? I write about what I go through and what other people go through, and I like to write songs to help people to know that they're not alone. So if I'm going through something and I write about it, I'm hoping somebody else hears it and they've gone through it too. So, That's and a good I also write about I, I also write about not to give up on things and to go for your dreams, which Frontline is about. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. something, those are exactly, things that people yeah. can easily relate to, which is which is really good That's because you want to be able to have that, that relationship, that interaction. Now, you worked with a, uh, with a uh, sort of a friend of ours. I mean, never had the privilege of meeting him, but uh, we have worked with him. We've talked to him uh, on the show, and uh, that's the... Uh, the legendary producer Stuart Epps, who of course oh, uh, wow. made got, Elton nice. John and worked Led yes. Zeppelin and a lot of other artists. How did so you? Got, well, two wow, questions there. How did you happen yeah. to get connected to Stuart Epps, and how did you like working with him? Okay, well, working with him, amazing. But how I got to him? Well, when I was in college. In the pre-music production program, we had a producer's class. And um, for that class, the producer would either come into the class or call the class or 
called via Skype. So one day, Stuart was calling us by Skype. And I didn't know the computer or the laptop at that time was facing me. Mm-hmm. And then he w- and then he was asking the class who plays an, an instrument, who sings, who performs, who who records, just to see who is who is doing it, you know, doing those things. And I raised my hand for every single question that he asked. And um, <laughs> so he so he he noticed that he saw me, and then he asked my teacher who was that girl on the left hand side and. Right. I was like, um, okay, he's pointing at me. And, and you know, there's 40 people in that class, and I'm being sure. pointed at. So I was very, and at that time, I, I was very shy. So I, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I, that's why I told my teacher it's me. And then he, and then he asked me some questions, like, um, when you when you write your songs, do you follow the songwriting structure or do you do it your own way? Well, at that time, I wasn't following anything. I was just writing music the way I wanted to write it. Sure. But now I write more for commercial to get on radio, so I follow the songwriting structure. Mm-hmm. But um, that, so then he asked me some more questions, and then at the end of it, he asked my teacher to give me his email because he wanted to talk to me. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. He also asked me if I had a demo of songs. Uh, and yes, I, definitely. And I told him I did. I told him, of course I do. Of course. Sure. Of rough, rough scratch, you know, rough stuff. Yeah. It's not, like, mastered or anything, just rough. And right. uh, well, I told him I did. So he when can I get got a good impression email, of what you like that way. You yeah, get a good so impression of what you do. Right. It's it's so not all I flowered up, the, dressed up. He knows what the real you sounds like, where you're coming from. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's not a bad thing. You got to spend some time uh, working with some writers in Nashville, too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I got, I, 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 got, I, I contacted somebody online, and we worked something out, and I went to Nashville. And I'm thinking Nashville is... Uh, country city right no nope. yeah a lot of people they they, they do rock now <laughs> yes they do yeah that's uh matter of fact we talked about that on the show here a couple of weeks ago too the fact that uh, nashville has quite a rock music base down there too yeah. it's not all country yeah. and no. uh that was did the did the country did the fact that you were in a country market like that did that influence your sound at all? Well, Hurt, because <laughs> when I co-wrote Hurt and I told the songwriter the story that I wanted to write about, mm-hmm. he is a country songwriter. Right. But, but he knows how, how to write rock songs as well. But sure. I told him I wanted a Bon Jovi uh, influence in that song. Mm-hmm. So he put a tint of country in it. Yeah, well, that was that's one of the reasons I asked you because there was <laughs> the, the the sound just has that possibility that hey might have been a little influence other than just plain rock in there, and uh, mm-hmm. that's interesting too because yeah. that's mm-hmm. really how artists develop their uh, their own style is by 
you know, experimenting and feeling this, all the right. styles and then settling on the one that's comfortable for you or the right. blend that makes your sound. And what have you got planned right. here in the future? I know you're working on trying to get on some uh, festivals this summer. Do you have any new music coming up? I'm working on that. So hopefully, hopefully soon, yeah. Okay, so you don't, you don't have a timetable or anything like, I'm going to have a new no. release in July or anything like that. No, well, I, 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 do can't, hope you I can't, will keep I can't it. promise anything. <laughs> no, no, no. We just try to trick you into letting out secrets like that. That's all. <laughs> but I hope that you will keep in touch with us and yeah, let us yeah. know what's going on with you. You get some new music. Maybe you'll come back and uh, release it here on yes. the show. Let us hear it. I and, will, uh, I will stay in touch. We absolutely love you for that. I have a uh, page on Facebook. The You can find it just search the David Bowers Awards. And uh, that's there specifically for the purpose of artists announcing their releases, their play dates, rumors, oh, whatever okay. you want to share, use <laughs> it, post it up there. We'll see it there and we'll pass it on to our other social media sites too. So feel free to log on there and uh, post up, keep in touch with us, let us know what's going on. And we definitely want to hear you come back and have, have you come back and visit us soon. Definitely. Great. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Her name is Sabrina Fowler, and here's that second song I promised you with a, a little bit of a rougher edge to it. It's called The Front Line.
There you go. That's Frontline, the Frontline by Sabrina Fowler right here on the David Bowers Awards. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of Sabrina Fowler. And also our next artist coming up. Be sure and uh, drop us a line. And be sure and keep in touch with the artist direct, too. Go to their websites, their social media. Say hello. Tell them what you like, don't like. They really do want to hear from you, as do we. So drop us a line. David at thedavidbowers.com is the plain and simple address. John Bon Jovial, what would you think of Sabrina? Well, I'll tell you what. The first song, like I said, it had a nice urban folk music quality to it. And then the second one kind of a, got a nice grunge uh, you know, flavor to it, uh, a la Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, this, this is a very uh, yeah, she, multi-talented young lady. Uh, she she, yeah, did, she grabbed a nice you with that, that that nice that nice seductive sound of hurt, which is a, a lovely song. I really like it. And then she comes in and knocks your teeth out with the front line. So, like I said, a little bit, a little bit more of a hard edge on that. And speaking of harder edges, we're going to transition now to something with edge and also a touch of darkness and well, really a whole bunch of things up into one sound called Dream Aria. Here is Essence.
Essence by Dream Aria. And here to talk with us now from Dream Aria, the voice of Essence. Welcome, Anne. Hi. How are you? How you doing? Oh, just fine. How about you? I'm very good, thank you. Great to have you here with us today. And uh, I know the last time uh, you weren't on the last time we had your show on, or your uh, your sound on, but uh, glad you're here today because you get to give us a little bit different picture, uh, especially starting with Essence. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, it's definitely a bit of our softer side, <laughs> very ambient, and it's, uh, well, very spiritual. And basically, Don and I, uh, the keyboardist and composer, we're discussing the idea that what if there were two souls in some kind of different reality or different dimension where it's just nothingness, really, just like the deep darkness of space, empty, and you can really see each other's pure essence, not so much the physical body or material or you know, the world around us, but just, just alone in that. And what would that look like? And how would that feel? And how would you communicate and how and if you would recognize each other in a different form or a different body because you know the essence really remains right. the same always so we just sort of discussed that and decided to write around that along with the music and i think it fit <laughs> interesting and yes it is it's uh, it, it takes some adjusting to because it's it's deeper than a lot mm-hmm. of the music, like uh, we've kind of transitioned in that direction today. We started out with something that could easily be uh, classed as pop rock, and then we got a little more serious. We got a little edgier, and then yes. uh, we go to essence, which uh, really requires your attention. Yes, I, I think I have to agree there. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since it's a quieter song, you really have to. <laughs> to listen well, yeah, to yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not a. It's not a hard rocking. Uh, it's not a hard rocking song, but it's not you know. It's not one of those sleepy ballads either. So it, uh, it no definitely definitely demands your attention. John Bon Jovi, you're sitting there looking very pensive. Pensive. <laughs> or, Hi, John. Hi, <laughs> Anne. Um, I, I I I really like the song. I mean, it's got such a nice dream sequence quality to it, and I kind of look at it. Um, and and not from a point of view of the lyrics, but I look at it also as a love song, because I can see mm-hmm. I can see this being uh, with your husband, wife, significant other, you know, whomever that may be, and it's just late at night. You're not necessarily doing anything special. You're just being there with each other. And uh, this was one of the first thoughts that came into my head about this. I don't know if anybody has ever looked at it from that perspective before. Uh, but uh, it's just, again, it's just a very ethereal, dream-like quality to it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I love that, how you see it. And that's what I love so much about music is everyone hears it and feels it 
senses it and interprets it differently. And that's, I think, how it should be. So sometimes I don't like to give away too much about what our songs are really about because I like that. I like people to sort of figure it out on their own and how they feel about it. But, but definitely that works, absolutely, because it was really based on two people. So you definitely hit that on the mark, that part. But also it's about how we're sort of all interconnected. We're sort of all as one so that if we hurt ourselves, we actually hurt everyone and vice versa. So that definitely is true, you know, in a couple, in a relationship, for sure. Oh, sure. A ripple so, effect, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. The domino effect or the ripple effect, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you like it. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I do. I, I, I just really like it. It's it's an interesting piece of music, and uh, it is uh, it is also something that I could see. Uh, I, uh, David, you remember back in the, uh, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s, uh, the, the latest Rage in Radio was the, the New Age format. And I, and yeah. I, I, could, yeah. see, I <laughs> could see this music being played on that kind of a station. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. And yep. I, I remember listening to, you know, Yanni and all those guys back in the day when that was coming out. And it, it was fabulous. Very different. And yeah. you can really Absolutely. get lost in it, especially yeah. with the headphones on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the reasons that I have. I'd never play the music for John before the show because I'd like to get his initial response. You know, that, that first reaction when they first yes. hear the song. And, um, uh, it has, it's worked well because uh, I, I know John got a little upset there at first. Well, why can't I hear this? Because this is why I like to, I like to get that, that mm-hmm. instantaneous, spontaneous reaction. And, well, uh, you, you, yeah. you still upset me, but that, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember that's you're expensive, not expensive. All right. Yes, yeah. I'm expensive. <laughs> you, a dream well, area. You know what? My band yes. does the same thing to me. I don't know if I told you that before, where they won't let me hear any music ahead of time, per se. I just come in and I listen, and then I get an idea of what it might be about and start writing lyrics and, you know, the ghost melodies, the vocals, and you just mm-hmm. go for it that way. And I think it's more fun that way for me, too. So. Yeah. It is, and I, th- I think it, it, it brings out that inner feeling. You can't rely on, okay, I've got a day or two to think about this. No, you have mm-hmm. to sit down and and bring it out right on the spot. And uh, exactly. I like yeah. that. Now, Dream Aria mm-hmm. has, had, uh, has had quite an interesting run since the uh, last time you were on the show. You've, uh, see, you've won the uh, 2019 Dark Awards and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, right now, if I'm correct in this, you're number one on the overall Reverb Nation global charts. And yes. Essence, which we just listened to, is number seven on the Indie Alliance charts. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty amazing. The response and the support has been just incredible, and we're so grateful, really. You never know well, what this, to expect. You know, you never know what the reactions will be. So we're very, very grateful true, that people are true, but you know, enjoying one, it. One, th- yeah. one thing is still true, and uh, most always holds true, and that's the fact that if you give your fans a good product, they'll go for it. And uh, you guys have done that. And the thing that I like is, one well, a couple of different things. One, you're creative. You don't just say, okay, uh, that group had a hit with that, so we're going to try to do that song. And that's great. I, I love to have the creativeness, the, the 
individuality and you know bring out your own sound you're not trying to sound like everybody else and we mentioned i think don and i talked about this when he was on the last time and that was Mm -hmm. the fact that there is a almost an operatic uh feel to the way a lot of your music is put together and that's interesting because you know, I, I remember when I first heard uh, uh, the Who, Tommy, the rock opera. I was expecting something with more of an opera feel, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously, it wasn't quite what I expected. And it was, you know, not to put it down, it was a a great piece of work. But uh, oh, yeah. your music is is kind of built like a mini opera. I yeah, you're right, um, and that's one of the reasons why when I first heard their music when I first came into the band in 2014 I said I, to them I said you know your music is so dreamy and there's a lot of sort of operatic aria type stuff going on and I thought it's almost like mm-hmm. a dream aria and I said hey, that's <laughs> maybe be, you know the, the name of the band so it, it definitely sucks so again you've, you've hit that nail on the head so definitely I mean because we're basically progressive rock blended with a bunch mm-hmm. of other you know, ambient and a bit of goth and uh, classical. Um, yeah, I mean, progressive is basically rooted in classical, right? So that's mm-hmm. where we get that classical element. And we've just played around. I mean, like you said, the whole creative input, um, we really have no rules or boundaries. And when I first came in, that's what I've always loved from day one up until now is that the guys don't put limits on me or each other. So we're free to just come up with whatever first comes out. And it could be an operatic type of vocal sound. It could be more ethereal, like just with essence, or it could be harder edge, like with our song Black Mirror, which is more like an Alice in Chains kind of vocal feel. So mm-hmm. we just literally go with the flow. We just tap into that magical creative ether, and we just go on that river. <laughs> so, well, you, you, you tossed it. in the, uh, you dropped in the, uh, the Dream Aria mission statement, which, as I understand it, is to continue to be, continue to create music without rules or boundaries and Absolutely. take the listener on a faraway journey. But I, I heard an interesting story, or at least it was interesting to me, and uh, hopefully it's true because it is interesting. <laughs> and that is, you're <laughs> somewhere along the line, you were uh, getting feedback from listeners about, you know, what box we've been talking about, pigeonholing, categorizing. And you apparently were uh, curious how listeners categorized you, and you you asked uh, what box you fit in. And one fan replied, Dream Aria, as if your name was almost a genre. And uh, Uh, (laughs) I think that maybe that is is your genre. You've created your, um, your own genre there. I I hope so. I mean, that works for me. <laughs> There's no shame in that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I mean not. you know, I do know a lot of people, musicians who have gone, you know, the more commercial route, and I give them full credit for that. That's awesome. But I've just never had that in me. I've never had that desire to be commercial personally. But sure. you know, hey, that's understandable, <laughs> and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. We're going to go on to this next track, which is uh, appropriately titled The Other Side of You, and it does show uh, another, if not the other, side of Dream Aria. Uh, We've got about 30 seconds for you to tell us about this track. 
Yeah, the other side is actually the self-title um, of that album, the last album, and the t- song is basically about um, a spirit who's crossed over and the human uh, relation, the lover on the other side, is still trying to communicate with them. So the spirit is trying to reach through that sort of space and time and that veil, and they're desperately trying to communicate. Okay, Anne, thank you so much for joining us on the David Bowers Awards today. Be sure to give our regards to all the guys. We look forward to hearing from you and having you come back and join us again. Be sure to stay in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, check them out online. Catch all their music. Dream Aria. And here you are, listeners. This is Dream Aria with Black Mirror.
Dream Aria. The tune is called Black Mirror. And we want to thank Anne for stopping by and sharing with us. Also, we want to thank Sabrina Fala for being with us also and urge you, our listeners, to get in touch with them. Follow them on social media. Go to their websites. Drop them a line and tell them what you think. They'd love to hear from you. And right now, John Bon Jovial, I'd love to hear from you because I think it's time for you to take us home. Well, indeed, David, it is. Folks, you've done it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with the David Bowers Awards, and we are absolutely grateful that you did. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, as well as the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on Blog Talk Radio, Rochester Free Radio, that's WRFC-FM 106.3 on your radio dial in Rochester, New York, and of course the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network, otherwise known as CVRN, as well as all of the most popular streaming services out there where you get your podcasts. Be sure to click the follow link on our Blog Talk radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook as well as Twitter. Join us next week if you would please. We'd be grateful for the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio Sunday 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. UTC for more great indie music and talk with the folks that make it happen. So until next week for the David Bowers and Nick our marvelously geeky engineer. I am yours truly, the legendarily lovable John Bon Jovial saying be good to each other, love each other, and we will see you right here next week on The David Bowers Awards.